Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You damn right. Welcome to your Thursday. If you are a Star Wars nerd, happy Star Wars Day. We'll mention that briefly today since I am kind of in that category. Also, we got a lot of things going on in sports. NBA continues to provide great entertainment in the world of Western Conference hockey. Four goals from one guy means nothing. The Stars got it and lost. Last night, Edmonton got it. They lost too. Wow, that was crazy. Uh, Plus, an NBA game you did not need to be watching the end of to get the idea. We'll hit all of that. We got the album swap discussion in the 2 o'clock hour today. Plus, we've got young NFL players trying to get used to playing with legendary NFL players. It's Chad and Zay on a Thursday. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? Chad, what's poppin'? Happy Thursday, everybody. I'm still waiting for that Samuel L. Jackson Star Wars spinoff. Still waiting for it. You're looking for the Mace Windu story? I'm looking for it. Uh-huh. Right before old Sith Lord did him dirty and yeah. kicked him just into space. You want a uh, origin story? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I need an OG. I don't know who would play Samuel L. Jackson. I don't either. I don't know. Uh, I was pretty excited as a Star Wars fan when I heard Samuel L. was going to be involved. Yeah. That was, was kind of cool. And, you know, they gave him some moments. But Samuel L. got stuck in a weird time of Star Wars. Not his fault. Got stuck in a couple movies that aren't the best. And he did what he could. And they made him a pretty cool Jedi. And then, yeah, and then the end The end did happen. Spoiler alert. And he didn't make it out. Sad, man. Didn't make it out of episode three. It's a rough one. So let's uh, just start with a uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Mace Windu. You think Samuel L. went to... George Lucas and was like, yo, please, let's just make this rated R so I can say mother effa <laughs> yes. to the Sith Lord before he kills me. That would have been dope. That I would really appreciate that. You know, is it, isn't it PG-13? So aren't you allowed one F-bomb? Uh, or is it, that too much? I don't know. It, it, generally, those movies are like PG-13. Like in the Marvel, there was a Marvel movie he's in, obviously, he's a big part of that, is Nick Fury. And there's one where he starts to say an MF, and then something occurs while he's saying it, and he doesn't finish it. See, they could have done that. Yeah. They could have done that. That would have been clever. That would have been good. All right, so we'll get into a little bit of that today in the crap bag. If you don't know why Star Wars Day uh, exactly rolls out the way it did, the history of it is kind of weird. Plus, I will try to make you feel better if you're like me and you're a Star Wars fan. I give you the five levels of Star Wars fan. You can figure out where you are. That's all coming up. Uh, we will get into uh, definitely some uh, some NBA, but let's start with a little football since we are rolling in. I think we're 121 days till the first Texas football game on September. 
September 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. And we have a story today. I heard the guys talking on Light the Tower about Texas quarterbacks, and they were kind of going back through different time frames and stuff. And I couldn't, I didn't, couldn't quite figure out. I was like, is there a specific story here I missed? And then uh, I realized that there was. So Zay, this is a story coming from uh, Horns twenty four seven. I think it's just twenty four seven sports. Twenty four seven sports. Okay, and I think I think Jeff told me as he walked out of here that Chip had also reported on this uh, with Horns twenty four seven. So uh, we'll give them the credit there. And this is a story about. Malik Murphy. There are reports that multiple teams tried to reach out to Murphy to gauge his interest in possibly transferring. Mm-hmm. Now the transfer portal is officially closed, if I'm understanding correctly, in football. So now none of that matters, but apparently some teams did reach out. Yeah, SEC teams, Big Ten teams, Pac-12 teams. A lot of people are trying to pull Malik Murphy from the 40 acres, and it's understandable. You saw the way he performed in that spring game. You saw his height, his size, his upside, all those things you got to be excited about if you're a Longhorn fan. And, man, at a time and era where a lot of guys would take and jump ship because they knew they might not be able to start the next year or they have to compete for a starting position. The fact that he's uh, staying says a lot to what Sark is doing down there with, you know, the camaraderie and just the culture that they're building. So, man, shout out to Malik Murphy. That's big. I know it was tough. I know they were probably throwing a little bit of coin around. You know, the NIL could be this, that, Mm -hmm. and you won't have to compete here. And he's sticking with the process. So that's big time for Steve Sarkeesian and the coaching staff. Yeah, this story says Murphy's camp ultimately rebuffed those who reached out. Texas did secure him an NIL package per source and chose to stay in Austin for a chance to compete in 24 for the starting job uh, and then they're saying you know there's the source saying it's a big deal for him he likes to compete he loves the school and the program I think he wants to give himself a legit shot to be healthy and show what he can do so for me the old man here I'm wondering well wait a minute you're not allowed to like call up Malik Murphy tampering so you you can't do it that way but if you think about it there are paths to get there you could I guess you could contact a a team if somebody that's on a different team maybe a player on your team that he knows I guess that would be allowed if you reached out to man you can slide in those DMs so easily you can't he's keeping if he's keeping them open why not? Right. They, and this story, the way they say it is they reached out to those around Murphy. So you could reach out to, I guess, friends, family, trainers, whoever it is, coaches, high school coaches. Mm-hmm. That can be certainly a path. Um, there's nothing that would keep a high school coach from talking. And then it could be, hey, you know, if you run into him, just see what's going on. Uh, but, yeah, if you're a Longhorn fan, you're glad to hear that Malik Murphy is going to stick around because, hey, you just never know what's going to happen in a football season. And we've watched it happen at Texas. We've watched it happen across the country in college, pro football, high school football, whatever. You're probably going to need a backup. And right now, that is Malik Murphy. Yeah. If you go look at Sark's resume, this dude got Matt Castle to the league. Like, help get Matt Castle to the league. I don't think he took a snap at SC behind Matt Liner. 
And he had a pretty decent career when Tom Brady got hurt, came mm-hmm. up in there and did pretty well for the New England Patriots. So even if Malik Murphy doesn't take a, many snaps here, he has a really good chance of getting to the next level just because going through Sark, Sark knows how to get you to the next level, especially for a quarterback. And, yeah, I think this is the right decision. And you know me, I'm biased. So, hell, yeah, I think this is the right decision. I'm with it. Um, yeah, it's uh, that, that, that's that's – it's going to make a lot of sense, I think. Uh, you know, hopefully for him, and then just—it's a reminder. It's just a reminder of the the world you're in, and this extra set of um, you know the extra set of transfer portal stuff right around spring game. This didn't really used to happen, and now they. But but at least they're trying to standardize when it's open, when it's closed, and you've seen a whole lot of guys uh, on the move. But Malik Murphy will not be one of those. So that's great news if you are a Texas football fan. If you have anything on that or anything else today, Specs text line 337-3776. Our man CB, Chris Bennett, says, Why Today Matters, Star Wars Day, and... Today, the late Carrie Fisher gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, I didn't know that. That's dope. Is that, that Princess is cool. Leia? That's Princess Leia. Very uh, very cool for her, the now late Carrie Fisher getting that. Uh, somebody texted in, haven't seen any Star Wars movies, don't ever intend to, but the closest movie I've gotten to Star Wars is Spaceballs. <laughs> May the Schwartz be with you. You know what? Even if all you've done is Spaceballs, I think you're further along than a lot of people. I do love me some Spaceballs. This is funny. I've never met a Star Wars fan that is offended by Spaceballs. If I do, we're just going to have to part ways. I remember our elementary teacher in the fifth grade showed us Spaceballs. And I remember thinking, this can't be appropriate. <laughs> this can't. I don't know. I was looking around and stuff, and everybody was laughing. I was like, yo, I watch these movies at home, but at school? Like, I get it. It's, it's spoofy and you know, it's funny, but... Man, there's some parts where you're like, I don't know if this is appropriate for grade school. Did she just say virgin alarm? <laughs> Should we be? I don't even know. See, is that stuff like that just went over our heads? Yeah, right. Didn't even, didn't even realize. Had no idea. Didn't realize what was happening. Um, so, uh, obviously, there's football to get to. We're going to talk to uh, talk about some NFL stuff as the Jets and Aaron Rodgers are getting to know each other. There was a moment in this basketball game last night. It's got Zay and me, and we'll have a lot of you freaked out. Uh, but let's get to the game itself for a second. Zay, wow. Boston and Philly last night. You said you thought Boston would bounce back even with Joel Embiid playing, and boy, did they ever. 121-87 was the final score here. Uh, It was fairly close at the half. There was a third-quarter push, and after that was done, it's just they were just trying to figure out the final score. Anything huge to take away from this game, or is it just a split for you? Well, first off, Joe Mazzula in his presser after the game was absolutely hilarious. Talk about a petty son of a bee. That was awesome. He said, right before he left, he looked at those guys and said, oh, nobody going to ask me about adjustments? From game one to From game, game two. Yeah, game one to game two, How about bro? those eyes? Because hmm? so far he's looked a little bit lost to me. He looks like he's a little bit deer in the headlights. That wasn't deer in the headlights. That was deer about to stick his antlers in your eye. He just kind of looked at him like, uh-huh, and just walked off. That's, that's that huggy bear of them. 
that's being a West Virginia guy because he played for Bob Huggins. He's got that oh, competitive okay. pettiness in him and stuff like that. Like he hears people talking about him. And man, what a performance the C's put on last night when Jason Tatum only has 19 minutes and seven points. You beat a team by damn near 40. Really impressive. And it all started with Jalen Brown. He set the tone defensively, guarding James Harden full court, and then offensively being aggressive, getting to his spots, knocking down threes, attacking. They were going at Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid, his defense looked pretty good for somebody that's not 100% dealing with that knee injury. He had a few blocks. I was like, man, that's that's special. But, man, James Harden, he struggled. You knew that was coming. and they- Yeah, we talked about it yesterday about how you play deal with that. Do you think Doc Rivers could have done anything different to well, try to work the two together? or Well, in game one, when you're the Celtics, it's hard to prepare because you're not used to really seeing this team without Joel Embiid. So without Joel – how are you going to approach the matchups? Who are you going to put on who? Uh, who how are they going to play? They played a pretty fast-paced tempo in game one, the Sixers did. Tyrese Maxey, he was attacking. James Harden, he was doing his vintage James Harden thing like we've seen in Houston. And now in game two, when Embiid comes back, your MVP, the offense is going through him. So that slows everything down. You throw the ball to him in the post. He holds it for about five seconds. You send a double team, and then you got to play from there, where early in game one, James Harden, was kind of just creating for everybody, you know, going back to his old days. So they, it seemed like the uh, the Sixers had a hard time adjusting the game too with Embiid being back. Yeah. And then the, uh, the Celtics, they just ate that alive. They got the best guard defenders in the league as a whole. From Brogdon, he could guard you in spurts, him being 6'4". Derek White, he leads the league in shot blocks for a guard. Marcus Smart's been defensive player of the year. And Jalen Brown's one of the best two-way players in the league. All those guys had their moments guarding James Harden and made life very difficult for them so yeah man again with Jason Tatum only having seven points that's like, this the, is, yeah this is your all-star oh boy he gonna be first team all league only seven yeah they got to bl- they got to win a blowout with him giving you basically nothing that's brutal that's brutal but yo Jalen Brown man he you know who he reminds me of and you, don't run with this folks y'all gonna try to run with it everybody tries to dissect what I say and try to make some of it that it ain't listen very carefully Jalen Brown he gives you Pippin vibes sometimes. Ah, Pippin vibes. Pippin vibes. He ain't Pip. Okay. And I know people go like, oh, Drake said Jalen Brown is Pippin. That means Jason Tatum's Jordan. No, I ain't saying that. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut the hell See, up. You shouldn't I have finished that thought. That. Don't finish it out loud because then you put it in their mind. Just, yeah, you just got to let them know because we got some petty folks out there that like to listen to us uh-huh. and that get very ignorant yes. on certain things that I say. I am not saying that Jason Tatum is Michael Jordan. No, I am saying Jalen Brown, he gives you Pippin vibes with the long arms. He has like an awkward smoothness to his game. And when the best player on the team, which is Jason Tatum and best player on those Bulls team was Michael Jordan, when they were off, you could give the ball to Pip and he could create for you. Mm-hmm. And like we talk about all the time, sometimes Pip looks like the best player in the league. 
Sometimes Jalen Brown, when he's cooking and locking up and getting blocks and trying to dunk on people, he looks like the best player in the league. And he had one of those games last night with the black-on-black mask. I dig that. That's a good look. That's a cool look. I was just about to say, he also kind of looks like Batman at times. Badass. He kind of looks like a superhero yeah. as he's playing. Uh, so, yeah, he and he's gotten used to that. He had that game where he went mask for a while, took it off, and then played well. Now he's figuring out a way to play well the whole game. He gives you 25 and was great. Plus, here's the other side of the game. Did you hear all this stuff about the way the Sixers dealt with yesterday and Joel Embiid? No. The Sixers had a press conference for Joel Embiid to uh, to accept the MVP award and talk about it and ask and answer questions. They did it in the Celtics media room, mm. like middle of the day. He was walking around with some watch that James Harden had given him and was bragging about the watch and all this sort of stuff. So there were those, and I heard Brian Windhorst kind of lay all this out today, and he said, at tip, I'd have told you one of these teams was ready to play and one of these teams was not. It felt like Boston was chomping at the bit, ready to roll. You saw Missoula's face last night. He said, what's the last 48 hours been like? Pissed off, mad, upset. Did you like that? Yes. Did they put? Yes, they did. Everything was just, we're going to rip them apart. And Philly just felt like they were basking in the MVP thing a little bit too much. Like, wait till you get home yeah. tomorrow or whenever that next game is. He'll get there on the floor. The crowd will give him the love. He'll hold up the trophy. And that's but- also very emotional, too, for a guy to get that love. Because Joel Embiid, it's a different feel for him because he kind of – thinks that he got hosed these last two years right. with Joker winning it. He's been runner-up these last two years, and he finally wins it. So there's extra emotion there. And when he gets that love it's gonna be in great. Philly, it's going to be great. But you're going to have to bring that back down and realize, yeah. yo, the winner in Game 3, when it's tied 1-1, most of the time goes on to win the series. See, that's what I thought we'd be talking about. But now you're rocking a presser in Boston, I get that you need to get the guys together for the official announcement. You can't control when they officially announce the MVP. But then to have a press conference like that, that made no sense to me. Yeah. That's yeah. a little silly. I, I don't think it's as bad as when the Admiral held up that MVP in 95 and they're playing the Rockets. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and Hakeem said, okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, those cool. are those are always tough Let's moments for fun. me. I think all of that trophies, postseason stuff. I think preseason when you throw banners and give rings out. I'm always looking at those games to be shaky, always because the distraction and everything mm-hmm. that's around it. So maybe Philly was a little distracted last night. Maybe it was a lot distracted. They were never really in that ball game. One twenty one eighty seven was the final. Just off of the three pointers. Philly or Boston rather was plus forty two. Yeah, if you just look at the three point scoring, uh, Philly just try you know was trying to get back into it. Only good news for them, Zay, is if they can tell me that that got Joel Embiid back a little bit and knocked the rust off. That is the only piece of good news for Philly. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he really knocked the rust off. He only had 15 points. Now, he had five blocks, so defensively he was good. I was mm. worried about the way he was going to move out there. He looked fine. I mean, he fell a couple of times, and he got up a little wobbly, but he always looks like that, even when he's 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be interesting going into Game 3. Malcolm Brogdon was terrific off the bench. He was getting in the paint, getting to the line, really attacking Tyrese Maxey and James Harden. And, he couldn't uh, miss from three for a oh, while. He 
was knocking them down. Six to ten for the game. Yeah, he's a true Tony Bennett dude. Like, he's definitely Tony Bennett's best pro out of Virginia. And, you know, if you're going to have all of those high-quality defenders that the Celtics have just harassed James Harden this whole time, and Joel Embiid's not going to be 100% where I don't know if he could just take over games like we saw during the regular season, then the Sixers are in trouble because they can't, even with Joel Embiid, they can't play that fast-paced game that they tried to do in, in game one. He's the reason why they can't. They're going to be waiting on him to gallop up the court and stuff. And plus, he's the MVP, so he's going to want his touches. Mm -hmm. And how are you going to tell somebody, yo, man, we might have to take you out for a little bit because Reed Reed did some good things for him in game one and last night in game two. He had that nice behind-the-back pass, and, you know, he got 16 minutes. That's it because Joel Embiid's back. But, Mm -hmm. you know, with the way the Celtics play, sometimes that's a good alternative. I'm not saying it's going to work to win the series. I I think the Celtics could win the next three games and get out of here in five. But, yeah, man, I – you got to play a lot faster pace, and sometimes that could be a dangerous game because Celtics, they could play fast too. Yeah, rough, rough game for Philly. Harden ends up 2 of 14 shooting. Tonight it'll be the Lakers and Golden State. Uh, In that game too, we'll be talking about that. Uh, If you have any thoughts on it, let us know. Specs text line 337-3776. This text says, uh, Zay, you compared Tyrese Hunter to TJ Ford as well. I can't take you seriously. Wait a minute. Let me defend Zay. Thank you. You're not listening to everything. He said that Tyrese Hunter will remind you of TJ Ford if you are smash drunk and standing on one foot and you've spun around. Was it 10 times? Maybe 15 now. Maybe 15 15 times? 15 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did qualify that. That you would have to be all of that going on to then you might be reminded of TJ Ford. You see why I have to explain I do. the yeah. Pippen comparison? No, you, you see do. how they get? But you know you see how they get? Hey, it's understand. They're, remember, they're going through there every day. They're going through work. They might be in line at the grocery store <laughs> and they may not hear every single detail. <laughs> so we've got to fill them in. We appreciate you doing that. Specs text line 337-3776. That is funny. All right, coming up, something that uh well, it's funny, but it's not funny. When a young NFL player says something to an older NFL player and it just makes us all feel old. We'll get to that. We'll preview Lakers and Warriors a little bit as well. Uh, Plus, since we're just talking about the text line, we'll tell you coming up about another way that you can reach out to us Uh, and we got all kinds of stuff for you today. Jeff Howe's coming up, Horns247.com. We'll talk more about that Malik Murphy story uh, where apparently multiple teams were trying to reach out to Malik Murphy, but he told them all, I'm good, I'm not interested, I'm a Longhorn. More coming up on The Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, sounds like we're headed back to maybe the 80s. Not recognizing it so far. It's not bad. Little guitar work. I don't know what say. Wait. Um. I don't know. First thing in my head was U2. I've never heard of this band in my life. Who is it? 
Chalk Circle. Chalk Circle? Chalk Circle. Whoa. All right. April Fool's. I will uh, hope that Chalk Circle is at least from England or Ireland, where my U2 guess is not terrible. Didn't quite sound like Bono, but that was the only thing that popped in my head. Chalk Circle gets us started today. Oh, we will talk some music today. Album swap at 2.05. Zay listened to Aerosmith's Toys in the Attic from 1975. And I checked out Buster Rhymes' The Coming album from 1996. We'll be talking about those at 2.05. Also, we want to thank each and every one of you that has become a subscriber to the YouTube page. We are not to 1,000 yet, but oh, we're getting there. And we know you're going to help us get there. 952 subscribers. Thank you for that. Get over there. Subscribe so you don't miss anything. YouTube.com slash at the Horn Austin. Uh, our digital guy, Jacob, has been breaking down videos for you. You can find the full shows, but also different videos, different things for you. And he's got an idea for your questions, comments, and concerns. Here's how it works. If you text the show all the time, but maybe we don't get to your stuff. And you feel like, well, wait, 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 I wanted to hear their reaction to that. You have a thought, you have a breakdown, you have some kind of a take. Or you have a question for us. Or you've always wanted to ask us something, but it's not really for radio. All that kind of stuff. Tweet us at the Horn ATX and hashtag QCC. Questions, comments, concerns. And then Jacob's going to sit us down and we will be reading them for the very first time, and he's going to get the natural video reaction and put it on the YouTube page. <laughs> what could go wrong, what right? Could go wrong, what huh? could possibly go wrong? So tweet us uh, there with the hashtag QCC, and we'll have a little fun with that. Uh, good text coming in already today. Somebody said, Chad, I was thinking Simple Minds, but I knew it wasn't them. Okay, there you go. That kind of was a Simple Minds uh, voice, too. Uh, so lots of text already coming in. Specs text line 337-3776. Back to this Malik Murphy story. Is that legal to contact a player or not in, a, in the portal? I know it can happen, but... See, that's the thing. Or a player that's not in the portal in this... In, sorry, a player not in the portal in this case... Yeah, you can't reach out directly, but you could reach out to someone that knows the someone. So that's what this is all about. That's why these kids have to be really careful. Uh, these guys have to be really careful of of kind of who they're talking to or whatever. And in this case, Zay, it just sounds like you can't argue. I learned in sales a long time ago. You can't argue with I'm not interested. It's the one thing that you can't argue against. You know, if somebody's got tickets they want to sell for a concert, but I'd never go to the concert, well, I'm just not interested. Mm -hmm. There's no argument you have there. If Malik Murphy is a longhorn and he wants to learn from Steve Sarkeesian and he wants his shot, uh, then that's it. And this just sounds like he wasn't interested here, and uh, it's obviously good news for Texas fans. Yeah, definitely good news. If you look at the Ron Holland situation for basketball, having homies that you played with in high school – and they go off and they do big things at these big-time schools. When they come back, they're going to let you know how it went. And if it went well and they want you to come to their school and try to flip you, they're going to do whatever it takes. And I think that's what we're seeing with Arkansas and Anthony Black being Ron Holland's high school teammate at Duncanville. I've been seeing pictures of those guys together recently and stuff like that. So I'm not saying Ron Holland's going to go to Duncanville because apparently G League Ignite is throwing 500,000 out there. Good grief. So Texas fans, you'd be talking about uh, NIL. 500,000 for a brother that's going to be here one year? I don't know if that's a good investment, Chad. Man, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. 
not. Yeah. Um, somebody else texted, I'll be damned if Prime isn't reaching out one way or another, air quotes. Uh, we don't know. We don't know about that. Let's not be accusing Deion Sanders of things. Yeah. I mean, well, come on. Go to the HBCU's Prime. The, ta- <laughs> the NFL talent's there, remember? That's right. The That's talent's true. there. You need talent. Go to those HBCU's and plug some of those guys. That man. is true. That is true. Uh, let us know if you have any thoughts. Specs text line 337-3776. Also, it is Star Wars Day. I'll get you the history of that and help you learn what kind of Star Wars fan you are in the crap bag today. But right now, Zay, let's start by making you, me, and everybody feel old. There's uh, an article out and there's discussions out now about the Jets getting used to Aaron Rodgers because, you know, he's a legend. He's a badass. And he's going to improve their football team, they hope. But now they've also got the offensive and defensive rookies of the year that obviously had incredible seasons, but now they're trying to get used to Aaron Rodgers. And this is going to be Sauce Gardner telling us about hanging with Aaron. Is that right? Sauce. Defensive player of the year, or rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, yeah. If you watched that game the other night, that would have been the Knicks-Miami game, right? Uh, So they were at Madison Square, and Turtle was on one side of Aaron Rodgers. Sauce Gardner was on the other side. Right. And so here's Sauce talking about hanging with Aaron Rodgers and getting used to playing with him and all that. It's something I ain't going to speak about. Well, I got to meet. I got. I got to meet a, a few. A few uh, movie stars. I got to meet Chris Rock. Um, who else? Dave Chappelle, Tracy Morgan. Who else did I meet? I met quite a few people. But when we were getting seated, he was just, he was just picking on me a little bit for being young. You know, like we was getting seated, and he was like, "Oh, we're about to sit by um, certain." Name. We're about to sit by Jessica Alba, and I'm just like, oh, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I don't know who that is. And he just looked at me. He looked at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was just great just being able to sit sit over there, and I got to I got to meet her and um, one of her friends who was from Detroit, actually. You know, it was, it was great vibes. But that whole night, he would just keep asking me out of nowhere. He's like, do you know who that person is? And I'm like, Bro, that's Amari Stoudemire. I know who that is. Like, now you're just picking on me at this point. <laughs> well, I mean, he had to ask, yeah, right? Yeah, that's valid. So let's go over this, Zay. Please. Jessica Alba is 42 years old. It's not like Aaron Rodgers said, we're about to sit next to Raquel Welch. It's not like Aaron Rodgers said, we're about to sit next to, you know, uh, um, what's her name from way back in the day? Um, you know, Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton, Sally Field, uh, Jane Fonda. It's not like, um, you know, it's not like something like that. Jessica Alba? We're all so old that Jessica Alba is now out of the discussion? Really? I mean, that's a damn shame. Sauce Garden, wait, 22, 23 years old. Come on, Sauce. I'm trying to look at her catalogs. You know what, Sauce? Just your black car might need, need to be looked at because Honey, he has to seen Honey. Jessica Alba, like, that's a black classic. Okay, there you go. Honey, when she was, you know, seeing what Makai Pfeiffer's all about, he was uh, the love interest uh, in that. And she was dancing and stuff. That's a classic. That's an absolute classic. I don't know. I mean, I get it if he's never seen In the Blue with... Your boy Paul Walker. Ah, uh, the shark movie? I don't think it's a shark movie. I think it was, they're in the water. Oh, I thought they I think was... it's like drug smuggling, but they're on boats. Oh, okay. Yeah, just an All excuse right. to see her in a bikini and stuff. Great movie if you, you know, look at it that way. If I went back and double checked, I may have sat through one or two movies my whole life that contains Jessica Alba, but you still need to know who she is. 
Come on, Sauce. Help us out. We can't be that old. Uh, so, Jessica, that is uh, that's a damn that's on shame. him. That yeah. is a shame. So now Aaron Rodgers is spreading that education to his teammates. The other thing I loved about that article, Zay, if I'm a, a, a Jets fan, it, it had a familiar vibe to it as I was reading through it. Because I'm a Cowboys guy, but I'm also a Bucks fan. And I watched what happened to that Bucks team when Tom Brady showed up, and everything just dialed in a different way. The receivers talking about the footballs that they were catching in practice, how he went about his business, what the huddle felt like. Oh, that out route is that way? Okay, Jameis didn't exactly throw it that way. No, he didn't, because this is Tom Brady. So they're learning those things. And now they're going to get the they'll get it all out of their system about, oh my God, it's Aaron Rodgers. But how he goes about his business and work. They said that some of these receivers are admitting. I read a quote from uh, Garrett Wilson. He's admitted to like standing there kind of in awe, just watching Aaron throw the football, having to remind himself, oh yeah, right, I'm part of this play. That kind of stuff. They're going to love that because those passes are going to be so consistent in a way they have never been before. Yeah. So it's really going to change that team, but that is really funny that I could just see Aaron Rodgers' face. Did you just say, who's Jessica Alba? Did you just say that? That happens to all of us. As yeah, it we, does. As we grow older and older, a few years ago at work, I can still feel the moment when one of our interns, young guys, says to me, I said, blah, 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 and the Muppets. And he said, what are the Muppets? Oh, stop it. What are you talking about? I, 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 sw- I want to throw him out the window. I mean, it was like, did you just say, what are the Muppets? Yeah, Sauce Gardner, he needs to be cultured. What are we sure. doing here? You know, back to Aaron Rodgers and making things easy for these Jets receivers. I've been seeing somebody on ESPN yesterday talking about Garrett Wilson might have a Devontae Adams breakout season. And that's not very far-fetched. Because Garrett Wilson, we know the potential of him being Offensive Rookie of the Year. We've seen him with our own eyes down here at Lake Travis. The dude is flat-out special. And all you need is that special quarterback. And if they could develop that chemistry early on and, you know, you know Aaron Rodgers, he wouldn't have came here if he didn't see potential in the locker room and the roster yep. and the depth that's on there. So, yeah, man, he's going to let all those guys know this is what Devontae did because I'm Garrett Wilson. I'm picking his brain like, hey, how Devontae moved? Did he like this? Did he like that? Absolutely. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, what do you What do you like to do? What is your favorite pass? You know, Aaron Rodgers said, I can do anything. Yeah, but what, <laughs> what do you need? What, what do you need from me? Sure. What do you like, Garrett? And yeah. That's, that's what, like asking Stevie Wonder, what's your favorite note to play? <laughs> I'm good at all of them. What do you need? Yeah, Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> what's your favorite appetizer? Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... Uh, you're some a salt pe- or pepper guy. Yeah, some people are just great. And Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys. And that's why scouts and people that are people around here are so high on Quinn Ewers. Because that's his pro comp, Aaron Rodgers. Mm. How easy he throws the ball. Yeah. How, you know, effortless he makes things look. But we know Quinn needs to tighten up some things with his mechanics and his footwork, and he's still going about that. But you see a lot of these mock drafts coming out for 2024, and Quinn Ewers is on a lot of them for this very reason, the comparison to Aaron Rodgers, being able to let it fly like it's nothing. See, somebody texted exactly what I asked you earlier about the Jessica Alba thing. He hasn't watched the newer Spy Kids movies. Jessica Alba's the mom. The new ones? Not, There's new ones? That's not that far. They made like four of those Spy Kids movies, I think, and she's in two of them, I think. Like, you get to stare at her okay, for an hour in, and a half. It was in 2011. Okay, so yeah, he's not. He's, I guess he's too young. All right. I, I would have thought that might have been in the uh, 
in the wheelhouse. Somebody suggesting Sin City for Jessica Alba. Does he know who Kathy Ireland is? Probably not. If he doesn't know <laughs> Alba, I'm guessing he's out on Kathy Ireland. Um, somebody pointed out that uh, says the guy that was on the morning show with E this morning thought Jessica Simpson was Daisy Duke. Yeah, I know. We're she all, was. She was in the movie remake, but he didn't know who the original Daisy Duke oh, was. Oh, yeah. So this makes us all old. It makes it makes us all old. That's fine. Uh, that means we've got the knowledge. We have the knowledge. We need to do what Aaron Rodgers did and just pass that knowledge on yeah. uh, like he did to Sauce. I'm the biggest basketball fan in the world. I think it's weird that you know Amari Stoudemire and not Jessica Alba. Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. I don't care if you're a sports person weird. or not. That's right. weird. You're a football player. so the Come on, man. That's Amari Stoudemire. <laughs> All right. <laughs> By the way, you know what would be great? What would be great is if he said, well, how do you know who Amari Stoudemire is? And he was like, because he was in Trainwreck? Like, that would be weird. <laughs> that would be I weird. I forgot Amari was in uh, Trainwreck. What did you just say? Yeah. Yeah, if the dude somehow knew, like, Amy Schumer, John Cena, and Amari, but didn't know Jessica Alba, that would be weird. All right, so uh, we got that story in the NFL. Having a little fun with that. Specs text line 337-3776. Lakers and Warriors tonight. What do you think of Game 2? You think LeBron and AD and the Lakers are going up 2-0, or will we see a bounce back like we've seen all through these playoffs where the home team, if they lose Game 1, they really come back in Game 2. We'll talk about that one coming up tonight. Also, uh, coming up in the crap bag, it is Star Wars Day. Real easy explanation how it started, and there's politics involved. Uh, and then we'll preview that game tonight. Jeff Howes coming up at 105 from Horns247.com, and of course right here on the Horn, Longhorn Blitz Podcast. We'll talk some Longhorn football and other stuff with Jeff. Stay with us. Hope you're having a good Thursday. This is the Horn. Chad and Zay. That's a happy little tune you got here. This feels like we're definitely in the 80s. Maybe. Although I missed the last one, so I don't know. Am I in the 80s? We got a year up there? Um, Maybe. I don't know the year, but we're in the 80s, yeah. Huh. Nineteen eighty four. Eighty four, yeah. No, I don't have it. Who is it? Tommy Shaw. Ah. Oh, okay. Girls with guns. Interesting. If it's that Tommy Shaw, that is Tommy Shaw from Sticks, the guitar player from Sticks. So I guess this would have been like a solo project for Tommy Shaw. Uh, Tommy Shaw and Chalk Circle getting us started today. Now that is a wild way to start. Uh, We hope you are having a good Thursday. It is Star Wars Day. I'll tell you a little bit about what that means coming up here. Also, we'll get you a little preview of Lakers and Warriors. Let's jump into the crap bag right now. Here we go, dorks. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. And I say dorks because I am one of them. Uh, I am one of you. I'm wearing a Star Wars t-shirt today. So it is Star Wars Day, and this all comes from right around the late 80s, once the movies, uh, late 80s, late 70s when the movies came out. There's a rumor about maybe in 78 or so, somebody made a 4th of July reference and did like a May the 4th be with you for that, trying to do a play on words. But the big deal came in 79. 
and it's politics that played a role. When Margaret Thatcher became the Prime Minister of England, her party put out a celebratory article in a paper or something like that, maybe London paper or whatever, and the headline was, and it, and she became officially became the Prime Minister on May the 4th. So then they put out the line, may the 4th be with you, Maggie. And slowly over time, it just kind of locked in with Star Wars fans, you know, because we're a bunch of dorks. May the 4th, get it? <laughs> and then that became Star Wars Day later on. So uh, that's kind of how that all got started. Now, if you want to know how, and it, it became official in California as like a holiday kind of a thing in 2019. So it did take a while for that. Uh, Zay, do you consider yourself a Star Wars fan on any level? No. Okay. I respect it. I appreciate it. I respect all the nerds that do, but I just haven't been able to get into them. Y'all threw me off when y'all started making the episode one and two, and I'm like, what about what happened in the 70s and 80s? I'm like, no, that's four, five, six. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, and then that's when y'all yeah. lost me. Oh, it's a lot to follow. Yeah. Uh, to me, these are the five levels, and you can figure out if you're in one of the levels. Level one, you've seen maybe a couple movies, and you know some names of characters. Just basic level. Level two, where I live, movies, you're into movies and shows, and you'll do the discussions, and you'll wear some gear, right? I have shirts. I got mugs at home. I'll admit to that, but that's kind of where it stops for me. Level three is the Comic-Con level for me. You'll go to Comic-Con. You care about autographs. You'll stand in line to meet actors. That's level three. Level four is the costume level. You'll dress up to go to Comic-Con like mm. Yoda or Boba Fett or whatever, and you'll have a party at your house that's Star Wars themed and ask everybody to show up as Admiral Ackbar or whatever. And level five, the ultimate Star Wars fan to me, all of that, plus you'll be willing to be involved in a Star Wars wedding or funeral. Oh, wow. Those are the levels. So just figure out where you belong on that level. I came up with those levels to make myself feel more normal and call myself level two. Let's hope I'm not any more than that. But yeah, I've never been a like crazy Comic-Con level guy, and I'm certainly not dressing up as Boba Fett to go see one of these movies. I'll throw a t-shirt on, but that's about it. I'm at the t-shirt level. T-shirt, and I will discuss these movies way more than they need to be discussed, tell you what's the good ones and the bad ones and all that, but that's it. Okay. That's where I, where I try to stop. All right, let's go through the list then. Let's let's start, Okay, I guess, should we go episode four, or should we start from the first one made or the first one episode? We'll start from first one made. Okay. Yeah, 1977, that's easier. So you got Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. That's your first, that's the first trilogy. Okay. And the best three those are the best three. Okay. Yeah. That's when you get introduced to Luke. That's Luke Han and Han and all that. Princess Leia. Yes. My opinion, Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. All right. One of our, our guy, Chris Bennett, says it's either that or Rogue One, uh, which is another movie, a little spinoff movie. Rogue One was good. That's the newer, newer ones, huh? Rogue One actually goes back. This is where it gets so, this is where it gets so nerdy. Rogue One goes back before episode four and tells you the story leading up to the first Star Wars movie. But then later, they went back and did, like you said, episode one, two, and three. Then eventually later on, they went and did seven, eight, and nine. And now we're kind of sitting there. Plus, there have been TV shows. So there's just a lot to keep up with. Mm. It's a, it is a vast, nerdy wonderland. I kind of want to get into it. My father-in-law, Kevin, he loves them. Does he? He's always tried to get me to get into it, and then he just gave up. Yeah, just be, so. just be careful. 
Be careful. It's a big thing to get into. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do it, be careful. You could probably, now that you're to the age you are, you won't get too lost in it. You'll be fine. How dated are the old ones? Um, along the way, George Lucas did some redos of stuff. Technically, like he re- went and redid and made the lightsabers look a little better and did a couple things. So they live pretty well. Okay. Yeah, they live pretty well. There's certain changes that we would tell you were stupid and awful. So try not to watch it with like a Star Wars freak because the commentary track sometimes can't be turned off. It's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult when we've seen a movie like nine or ten times and we love to just bitch about it to people. Was so. the Colt 45 and dude in it? Billy D. Williams? Billy D. Williams. That's yes. it. Billy D. Williams. <laughs> That's Lando Calrissian from the episode, what's Lando in? Lando is in episode five and six. So Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Oh, he was a G. That's your Lando. And there's a younger Lando in the movie they made, the Solo movie. There's you know the Han Solo thing. There's so much different Star Wars. And if you're out there and you have Disney+, Plus, realize now there's a section in, of Disney+, Plus that is just Star Wars. So you use a lot of stuff you could watch there. Man. You watch every, I think you can watch every one of the nine movies now, plus the TV shows they've done. That's all at Disney+, Plus now. Wow. Because Disney and you know, Star Wars are the same thing. A few years ago, that one happened. All right, uh, so there's your crap bag. Star Wars Day today. Do with it what you will. Zay, we'll talk more about it as we go along, but give, do you have a gut tonight on is Golden State going to sort of show us, not maybe not exactly what Boston did last night, but do you think tonight's the bounce back, even the series, and Golden State wins easily, or do you think we'll see something else? Um, I think it'll be tough at first, and I think Golden State will start to pull away in the second half. I... You know, I heard listening to Draymond, you know, he's going to talk on this podcast, but he was talking about how he needs to be better and sh- shocked, like, LeBron playing different off the ball. It is interesting going into a game preparing against LeBron when he's playing off the ball so much because they got their best defenders on them, kind of like what we saw in the first series, Memphis. Like, Dylan Brooks... You didn't really get to see much of Dylan Brooks because he was chirping a lot, but Bron was taking them out the game because he was a decoy a lot of the time. And that's kind of what we saw in game one. Even though he missed or took 24 shots and only had 22 points, he was a decoy a lot of the time. And you saw a lot of action with Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Davis got the ball in one-on-one situations where Draymond and Andrew Wiggins, they were worried about LeBron. So coming in tonight... I think they're going to see LeBron beat us. I really think they're going to see, hey, try to beat us or be on the attack scoring, and we'll go from there. Because, again, he doesn't want to do that. He wants all those other guys to get involved. He wants to conserve his energy so he can play defense and be locked in. Like, he doesn't want to – and he's not that anymore. He's been hurt this season. He only played 50-something games. So – He's not that same guy that's just going to take over games. He's not going to look to do that. He's going to impact it in different ways, and I think the Warriors know that now, and they're going to take advantage of that yeah, tonight. Yeah, I'm interested to watch if that's going to be the if that's the strategy, or I keep thinking, I wonder if they will just try to play the math strategy of if they're hitting their threes, well, threes more than two. And we'll take our chances on us hitting enough threes to counteract what Anthony Davis is doing on the offensive end. Uh, I'm just wondering if they're still willing to stay with the idea of one-on-one with him. Or are they finally going to start doubling him even more? Um, I, I want, because we're also now, if I'm seeing the series schedule right, they're going to play tonight and then again on Saturday. So it's For just game three. I think it's a one day between. And, and again, now, now let's see on game two – 
Remember, Davis and LeBron and that group would have had a lot of rest for game one. Now it's all the same rest for everybody. So I'm wondering if does if I'm wondering if you are Golden State, do you say to Anthony Davis, show us that again? Well, show us that again. We may double you and we may go to Zay's idea and try to focus in on LeBron, but why don't you show us if you're because you're getting up there too, Anthony. Why don't you show us if you've got that again? You hit a few jumpers, then we'll adjust. I think that's a lot riskier. Okay. I think that's a lot riskier because Anthony Davis, he's capable. When healthy, he's capable of taking over a game, especially the matchup with Looney. They're not going to put Draymond or Andrew Wiggins on Anthony Davis. Like, Looney has to guard him, right, it's which be means him. he has to have help. Mm-hmm. They'll put Draymond on him. They'll put him right. on him at times, but not throughout the game. Every time Looney's in, he's going to be guarding Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis plays the five the whole game. They if they might bring in Wendell Gabriel at times, but not very much. When Looney's in the game, Anthony Davis is in the game, that's their only matchup. They're not going to put him on Braun. If they do that, then... LeBron might take over, and that will be scary for them. So Looney, it's weird because in the Sacramento Kings series, he was the main attraction for them. He was a big reason why they won the series with his rebounding and his impact. Now he's the weak link just because the matchup's different with AD and Sabonis. Hmm. That's a good point. Uh, that's tonight. No, one game again. This is kind of crazy, man. Only one game to focus it's on? nice. And an NBA was kind of nice last night. 8 o'clock tonight for the start on ESPN. There's your crap bag coming up next. It is your 1 o'clock hour. Jeff Howe, Horns247.com. We'll talk to him about this Malik Murphy story and the fact that Malik is just fine and happy as a Texas Longhorn. Plus, we'll get his thoughts on Texas basketball, obviously looking for uh, continuing to look for some good news as we head up towards the draft. We'll get his thoughts on the Ron Holland story, kind of where everything is right now for uh, for Texas Hoop, because obviously there's been some good news uh, and bad news as well. That's coming up, plus your Flex 30 segment. Baseball playoffs getting started tonight. We'll hit you with a couple matchups, plus a Division One offer comes in for a local quarterback. All that and more right here on the Horn.